Hello, this is Daniel Vale with Behind the Story. <clears throat> and this is going to be my first timeline feature on Behind the Story. You have, um, by the time you hear this portion of my episode, you'll already hear the Behind the Story behind the scenes story of Starcade. And I'm trying to remember what date it was and I guess it really doesn't matter. But Dusty Rhodes in his second title in second NWA title reign and I believe it was St. Louis, Missouri, he dropped or lost 10 pounds of gold to Ric Flair. Ric Flair, in turn, after half of a year of being heavyweight champion, lost the title to Harley Race. Ric Flair had gained so much, um, this is by 1983. gained so much confidence and so much ability of drawing the crowd that they put him back in an angle with Harley Race and I'm try- I believe this episode of Mid-Atlantic is still on the network app and we continue watching the section let me go to the to the network app. What I'm having trouble understanding is that we used to be able to hit the um, continue watching section, but now I don't think you can even, I don't think you can even get to it, and I think you can only get to the videos and continue watching and pressing play. I don't think you can have the um, continue watching section like you used to be able to. What is great though, you can go to the entering section, go to territories, your Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, all the way to 1983. Um, none of these video 
just so far look familiar. So maybe July 16th. July 2nd, 1983. Greg Valentine defeated, was the USWA champion. Defeated John Vanello. Jack and Jerry Briscoe interrupted Mike Rotundo's um, interview. Even, even, or at least Jerry Briscoe did. Picked on Mike about the cop college he went to and then they said, pay attention to to us, maybe they'll learn something about what it means to be successful in this business. Something along those lines. Then Jack and Jerry Briscoe be a team of Larson and McCord. Then they showed highlights of Bob McDaniel beating Magic Dragon, and they had Ryan Piper and Ric Flair discussing recent events involving the two of them with guys like Harley Race, Dick Slater, Bob Orton Jr., a bunch of different people. And Miss M. Wright Piper pulled out Fire Iron and he said it's his new best friend. Saying if people want to mess with him and if it's a group of people, he's not afraid because he's got Fire Iron to help him. Mike Rotundo commented on Jack and Jerry Briscoe, their antics earlier. He said, I can't guarantee I'm gonna, always going to win but I, when I step in the ring, but I can guarantee you fans I'm going to give you everything I have. Then Jimmy Valiant and Bob Orton Jr. beat Howard and Deaton. And the Briscoes confronted Steamboat and Youngblood. And uh, I think it was Gerald, yeah. Gerald Briscoe irritated Steamboat to the point that Steamboat knocked him out with, uh... I really don't know what they call it in karate, but I... It's like backhanded, uh... Hit him in the stomach and then in the face with a backhanded, um... Actually, just a backhand. I forgot what they called it, but it had something to do with martial arts. Then Dick Slater beat Benny Valentino. Harley Race first addressed Ric Flair right here about, about if he's ready to go against him or not. I'm going to do what I think is, not what I know is popular. I'm just going to play the, as you hear this on Busted Open, sometimes they air the audio of what they're talking about, so that's what I'm going to do. You'll never get an opportunity to get a chance at it again. You were a fluke champion to start with. You did stand on a fat band, and you came out a winner. 
I don't know why they felt like uh, cutting into that. I guess it was pre-recorded. But what he he was conveniently forgetting was the only reason he won the NWA title was because he put his right hand in the middle of Ric Flair, pinning, trying to pin him with the belly-to-back suplex. So it shows how great, great he was as a heel and. Claire said in a real life interview that he really believed in everything, he really believed in his abilities, and he really believed in his role. So every time he stepped in front of, him, of a camera, either in the ring or to talk, that's why he can make you believe, because he already did. And Slater said that he wishes Claire the best luck in the world, even though they'll have to eventually face each other. And, uh, not just Rick Flair, but every other person going after race, Harley Race's belt. And then Jack and Jerry Briscoe addressed Ricky Steamboat, and Jack was saying how Steamboat took a cheap shot at his brother. And, uh, And that it's not over between the two teams. And really great way to continue this story. And then Paul Jones announced the Dream Contest winner. I'm just realizing how the worst thing that happened for wrestling was when... Um, they went, when Attitude Era happened, they had gotten, they went so, crossed the line so many ways that now, today's day and age, can't even try to talk the way they spoke in this, in the, on the, in this episode, because it'd be too offensive. freedom of speech, you hate, you hate the fact that you can't, that people can't say simple things like, um, simple things like picking about somebody's weight or something like that, that's one of the basic ways to get the crowd to, to hate you in a business like wrestling. So when you criticize people based on their 
space of a weight or something, and now you can't even go that far. And the reason that that we hate that, the reason that I hate that, even though I understand the way society is, the reason I don't like people not being able to talk some, something like that, because I know hard, I can just picture myself trying to talk and have a normal conversation. Trying to have a normal conversation and, um, you try to have a normal conversation, you have to be politically correct today, well, let me state that, you don't have to, but so many people tend to follow it that, you know, this for, that if you're not as, if you're not as careful as people want you to be, you can start an argument. Anna, I, that's why I actually am as quiet as I can be, because I do everything I can to avoid an argument. And what we see right here on this Paul Jones segment, another example of that. He thought the winner of his contest was a girl from Florida, but the way she was talking and acting thought she was like a hick from, uh, from Alabama or something. I really forgot what to say to you. And the fact that you can't make comments like that today, but it's just a simple, um, cut down to get the crowd upset is really disappointing. I think it ended with, uh, I would have to look at the. I'd have to look at the Starkey video. But um, I know that this guy is um, guy was part of the original Starkey. First ever Starkey, as a matter of fact. Rufus R. Jones came out to interrupt. Paul Jones and Paul Jones ran away from him. to fast forward for it, but I believe it was the last, um, that was the last thing. So I think it went from Rufusara Dunn's chasing 
Actually got Paul delivering ripping off his clothes a little bit and then Refund Junior and Tag Department Jake the St. Roberts came out to help Paul Jones. myself, I'm just going to say something different about political correctness. Because of political correctness confusing me, and really not understanding it, not understanding purpose for it, I don't know why, but there are a lot of things that um, don't happen today that used to really um, be simple psychology and wrestling and one thing I don't understand is why don't they do the um, three on one assaults and have people come out to help. I don't see that as much anymore. Anyways, Bob Orton Jr. came out to end this. Okay, July 9th, 1983. Actually, I can't talk about this. First segment of Rick Flair and I type coming out stop.
start off the show, Bill Howard walks in the ring and then they did that interview. Because Bill Howard walked in the ring first and there was no introduction, there's no question about it, Jimmy Valiant beat him and then then Jimmy Valiant issued a challenge. from that video there's no question about it that obviously this was a Lizzie Town um, challenge but I will play it just a little What's coming up, people? Jimmy, you had him right here and he was just about... 
my pretendo, my pretendo was really made a big deal out of, and he was doing an interview later on in the show, so there's no doubt he'd be Bill White. Assassin, one of the assassins versus Mike Davis. Then Jay Youngblood claims his um, address.
started using the DDT. It's the DDT on one of his opponents against the third count. In the tag team match he had with um, dude. 
Marathon Jr. as a tag team partner. I'm sorry. This time it was Dick Slater and Jake Roberts against McCord and Larson. And Gary Hart introduces Armand Hussein. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Right Some interesting things to look at. Especially when you look at um, what the timeline is about the build to start. It's really interesting looking back at this at all the different people that used to be brought in and sometimes they stayed, sometimes they um, left early and or weren't shown as much. So it's really interesting to look back at this. Right here at ringside, Gary Hart, the great Kabuki, and Gary is someone I don't know right here. A lot of people are going to be amazed and surprised by the man from the Sudan.
Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, actually, thank you, and I uh, hope y'all enjoy these two episodes I just spoke about and play the audio for. And uh, hope the sound of the um, Time Machine audio doesn't bother y'all too much. Thank y'all and goodbye. Hello, this is Daniel Bayon. I want to record this sound effect for y'all. Here y'all go. to this edition of Behind the Story. I wanted to, what I like, since this is Anchor, and you can add more than one episode because you might have pre-recorded an episode you think is important. And since this is Behind the Story, I thought I would a new episode and share an old episode and I'll start off by saying how important um, the history is to everything we do and I wanted to talk about timeline from now on and even though there was only one person who voted for the timeline to be the build to Starcade, I just thought that I would start with Starcade, the story of Starcade. I realize that I talked about that before, but but I don't remember doing a full one, so. What I want to do is just start off by saying, I'm going to do this short because I don't know how much I can keep, I'm not sure how much storage I can keep on this before having to delete this. So I'm just going to say this short and sweet. Start talking about the story of Star K, but first I have to rewatch the story. 
and write down notes about it. Alright, so, there you have it. And what I like to do to stretch it out is I like to do chapter by chapter in DVDs. Right. Thank you and goodbye. Hello, this is Daniel Vayon with Behind the Story on Anchor.fm. Please listen to my latest episode about both a little bit of the backstory for Starcade and my beginning episode or segment of Timeline The Build to Starcade 1983 A Flare for the Gold. Thank you, goodbye.